This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Oh. Yeah, are you born to be wild? Are you born to be wired? Are you born to be bumped off the show till Raw next Tuesday? <laughs> Y'all, uh, we're back to break down your pre-SummerSlam, and I'm sure SummerSlam hot topics here. Russo's brand, channelattitude.com. Big Stevie Cool, Hacker Hameen. Steppin' Wolf Pack. Too sweet, me, Briz. Woo! Oh, it's the biggest party of the summer. You guys know where it is here at ChannelAttitude.com. Hopefully you're having a great one as we come in uh, August, the, the birthday of Vince McMahon. August 24th, that'll be his 78th birthday. And there's no better way to celebrate than uh, some adrenochrome cake and a new spine to make sure you're back just in time for Survivor Series. Who will survive? I don't know if we did this weekend. UFC, WWE, Jake Paul fights. And I think Collision drew about 12 people. So uh, we'll see uh, what the numbers do, man. But uh, glad to be back in the studio, my man, Big Stevie Cool. How are you doing this morning, pal? What do you get the man who has everything, including $20 million in NDAs? I don't know. <laughs> the man who has it all. Wow. That is a, that is a pretty full weekend. If you're, even if you're paid, like we get paid to talk about wrestling and everything, but if we were paid to cover all sports, I think it would, man, you talk about burnout just from the wrestling, but you add in UFC, you add in what you do that. You do the watch alongs UFC the Jake Paul fight, which I watched the highlights of, even the highlights of all these things would eat up two, three, four hours. Biggest, <laughs> biggest fight highlight of the weekend was White Sox versus the Guardians. <laughs> so even the fight sports got out trumped by baseball. Oh, what happened? Another oh, bench player. You didn't see that one? Holy I watched it after the. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, the, it's all over the place. Uh, actually, you know what? I know right where it is. I can bring it up if you want to see it real fast. Watch it. Um, yeah, fucking buddy slides in on second and, uh, it all breaks down from there after talking shit to each other. Uh, let's see. Switching profile. Thank you. We'll go right to seventh inning stretch. Uh, one of the local clients here for HMG, man, the phone's going so slow. Strange. Uh, but yeah, that I'm surprised you, you know, being the mega sports guy you are for sure. That I'm this a football guy, baseball, yeah. even with the pitch clock, it's like way too slow for me. I gotta, I gotta get a little bit, more, even, even though football could be boring if you're running constantly running the ball, but yeah, somehow it's more exciting. Here we go. She so slides in the tag him, says, fuck you, gives him the middle finger. Watch this right hook. Boom, hits him. Then overhands, he slip, he slip overhand rights and deads him, knocks him right on his ass. So the guy with the, the guy from Cleveland got popped with the right, right Right hook. hook. And then he was able to go. I mean, why do we need the boxing match? You're pitching now. We, we (laughs) that's, I mean, to be honest with you, I've been saying this for a while. Like, People are like, we don't want fighting in sports. What's that teach kids? Fuck that. I, I don't I really, really care about hockey. And then I but didn't come up on hockey. When I was in college, I didn't even know they fought. And then I was watching the Sabres. These guys drop gloves and are beating each other's faces. And I'm like, this is awesome. I go, why didn't anybody tell me they do this? I think there should be a mandatory fight every baseball game. I would watch every day and have it on the background waiting for somebody to get clotheslined as they try and round first base to add it to second and just take a guy out with a body check. I think this is exactly what baseball needs, but that after all the fight sports stuff this weekend, that's the number one fight. Everybody's talking about why, because wrestling and UFC still aren't as over as baseball and football are in NBA, no matter how much they want to pretend they are. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, we definitely need more violence in the world. I think that was. <laughs> you got to get it out, right? I mean, I'm sure a lot of that is 
them being frustrated multimillionaires from the Dominican uh, who have just had enough of the way the world is today. Yeah, we we need to really say a prayer for those two guys because they seem to be hurting. Maybe a GoFundMe because they they aren't quite their bank accounts aren't quite up to one hundred million dollars. Not quite there. Yeah, yeah. Only only thirty thousand dollars a day. You can help a major league baseball player <laughs> feel better about themselves. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of that. Sponsor yeah, Bryce Harper today and get him up to a billion dollars. <laughs> let's, let's help this guy out. He needs it. Uh, that, yeah. So. One one thing that was interesting from the fight sport game this weekend, and you talk about a guy who's a man of his word, and and I mean I don't know, I don't say a man of his word, but uh, uh, a YouTube star that uh, gets enough shine on him. But Jake Paul opening SummerSlam in a serious spot fest, crazy match, leaves Detroit. <laughs> hops on the plane and walks his brother out for the Nate Diaz fight in the gear that he just was on SummerSlam on, and that was in Houston. So okay, uh, Logan Paul, Logan Paul, Logan Paul jumped the the plane to walk Jake Jake out for his fight. Hey, that's uh, you know he's his brother, but you know also that's twice the exposure for his brand too. Sure. Well, it makes him look it makes him look like a serious world traveler hustler, you know, and a, I'm sure it was probably Vince's plane sitting there waiting for him to take him right right out of uh SummerSlam to get him to Houston. So that was that was the uh David Copperfield trick of the night, no doubt. Hey, I mean I, I'm gonna put up a video probably as early as this week, probably next week. I'm gonna try to get my editing workflow down. But there's been that question why do celebrities seem to get over much more in WWE than the full-time wrestlers. Why is it that they can pick it up so much quicker? Why is it they're less green than people are on TV each and every week? And I have no doubt, like, the WWE would be stupid, number one. I always believe they'd be stupid not to put the belt on Logan Paul. I think he should have beat Roman Reigns or he should beat the babyface champion and become a heel champion in WWE. I also think Jake Paul and Logan Paul as tag champs would be a really good idea as well. Yeah, that's a great idea too. I think there's uh, money now on Logan Paul and LA Knight too as a, a little get over for both of them as the as the next piece. But I thought Logan Paul, like you said, uh, why is this guy and others doing so much better than everybody else? Why? Because he doesn't live in the Florida bubble. <laughs> he doesn't have to get his shit into making think that he's over than everybody else. He's got everything outside project and business-wise. And everybody else inside WWE or AEW is just comfortable thinking they're over. And that, uh, you know, someday I'll get to outside business. I don't got to worry about that now because, you know, my match uh, in building their brand. This guy understands brand building and what it takes to do that. And then mix that in with the charisma, athleticism, and really finding the camera. That's what I'm most impressed with. Like this guy hasn't been on TV to be like, oh, I'm super comfortable with where I need to be in the shots and the directing of it. He's that's where he's really outshining almost everybody. When he takes the moment for character, the look, it doesn't seem contrived. It seems very natural. And another uh, talent that was worked with who isn't what Jake Paul is, uh, who is comfortable with the camera, Johnny Knoxville. I think he's the exact polar opposite of like a get your shit in sexy spot guy, but he absolutely outshined most of everybody on WWE when he was working with Sammy as well. So that's a great point you made. Yeah, I look at that, Logan. There are little things. There are some times where he gets the, you know, the car dealership wavy arm guy or yeah. whatever. He gets, a, he gets a happy feet sometimes. But I think what you just said right there is the exact opposite of what you should tell anybody with no experience. Logan knows in multicam setup for his podcast and other things that the camera is going to find him. Yeah. He doesn't have to find. If you told this, these talents in AEW and WWE, the, the younger ones, always be looking for the camera. What are you going to see throughout the whole match? Look like, look at, they're not looking, yeah. looking for the camera. You got no. enough analogy. You got, as long as you know where the hard cam is and you don't put your back when there's a hold, everything else is just do what you do. Keep it, have the internal clock. I think what you're saying too is he has a better internal clock than any full-time talent. Yeah. He knows to stay there for five, seven, ten seconds and let the camera find yeah. you. 
if he's on the cell, he knows like to just stay there and and they'll come get him. Exactly what I'm talking about right there, man. Uh, and there's a lot of talent who've been in the program for decades who can't get that done yet, and I don't understand why. And I'm you know I'll do the put myself over here, but the only reason like I'm at the indie show knowing that the camera's on me. So I'm going to go full, like, I'm knocked out, right? Like, sure, it's a comedy spot. But I look over there and know he's there. I'm going to roll over so he can have the perfect shot while he's in the moment to get something out. If indie workers, uh, well, I mean, I work TV long enough. But, like, if we're doing that, your main roster people, should that should be second nature to them. There's your one thing, by the way. Thanks, my Send that to somebody. <laughs> that's my one thing uh man uh but we're gonna get through it today because we got more than one thing to do one thing i wanted to talk about uh on SummerSlam, i know you were in the monday locker room chat for a little while but i like the baskin robbins 31 flavors of each match being different in the stories they told to some degree throughout SummerSlam. but the cody finish to me with the Brock put over, which Triple H says was impromptu and not scripted of like, let's do Ring of Honor, baby, baby at the end. And and that worked. But Cody losing here would have been my choice because, A, it's Brock, and it's believable that this guy is an undefeatable monster. And he looked like he'd uh, been on some climate change advice during fight week the last two weeks. He looked incredible. And Cody telling the story of, being thrown out of the ring, beating the 10 count six, seven times. I think he could have taken the loss there and just kept showing and showing, showing that he undying spirit until his body finally gives out. And Brock is almost frustrated at having to pin him and, and take him to suplex city and an F five times five or whatever it is. Cody laying there like a dead body. Isn't going to, isn't going to hurt him right now with this win. What that redid, in my opinion, was send him back to not the bottom of the mountain, but he was there. And now we're at base camp one to beat Brock. And we've got to climb back up only to get to the top. And is the dragon that he's got a slay going to come in and torch his ass again? Like it would have been better to, to keep him down and beat down, trying to do impossible tasks. So when the moment arises, he gets slotted in and overcomes. Now we're just going back up the mountain that we already saw him go back down the backside. We're doing the exact same story again. And I don't think that's the best business in order for him to win. You can look at it that way. I mean, there might be a logistical uh, thing too, where Brock is off after SummerSlam until the rumble. Sure. So the angle can continue. Uh, I put up on my Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Stevie Richards, about that because, like you said, about the the pepper necklace being explained last night, there was really nothing explained of why Brock didn't respect Cody. He could have said, you came right in, you went right into the main event, you didn't earn your spot, I, I'm not going to shake your hand. I'm not going to show you respect. Then, and I mean, this is right out of copy and paste from the Rob Van Dam Sabu ECW angle with a, an entire show, a matter of respect was named after that. So if he said in the beginning, I refuse to shake your hand, I'll never show you respect until I'm ready to give it to you. Now that moment at SummerSlam yeah. would have meant, but they just assume, like they said, Uncle Howdy, we, you know who exactly that is. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah, we don't yeah, know yeah. any of these things. You treat us, you treat us like five-year-olds every other time. But when you really want, we really want things explained you assume that we're MIT scientists. Right, right, right. It goes from Sesame Street to Shakespeare in the blink of an eye, and we can't have that, right? Symbolism is obvious, because symbolism is obvious. <laughs> Good stuff there. Meta uh, the metaphors are very direct. Like, <laughs> Michael yeah, Paul, do you know the way symbolism works? No, no, he doesn't. I just think that to have another mountain climb hero's journey after the first one didn't work out, why would he do that? I think now it, the story should be can't keep a good man down. And you keep beating him down, beating him down, beating him down. Opportunity presents itself. He goes over. You, you're just staying in the fight, staying in the fight. The problem with that is in pro wrestling, they've some of the biggest marks are in the office. And when you do not win matches and you are on a losing streak, it's not storyline based. Now it's, 
attached to your downside. Now it's attached to your push. Now yeah. it's all these different things that have nothing to do with that. If you watch one movie that's halfway decent, what you're saying is 100% correct. The whole Dark Knight trilogy, especially the Dark Knight, it was one of the only superhero movies that didn't have a happy ending. Yeah. Holy God, the, the hero didn't win. And then Batman for however long in Dark Knight Rises is still underneath, almost right till the end of the movie. But rest, that's why football, baseball, real sports, and movies and entertainment are always going to be better than wrestling because they do not attach themselves to the tired old tropes of wrestling. Wrestling needs to attach itself to the most up-to-date current culture tropes mm. That, mm. that are always going to be like popular in, in a story. I think that's a great point, man. And that's exactly what I wanted to save this for, for this show. I was talking in Monday locker room, but that that's the type of big brother and insider advice that you're only going to get here on Russo brand. Um, I was hey, dude, looking- my wife just sent me, I'm about to cry. Uh, I put up a thing thanking my wife because this, this woman helped me literally, literally helped live. me learn how to walk live. And, yeah. and live. But she had some footage of me in the first hospital and just a screenshot or the, the cover of the, of the, the video. Mm-hmm. And it just took me right back to like every, that was the night I almost died too. So it yeah. took me way back quickly. So, you know, let's talk about wrestling. That'll, that'll, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll get it. Yeah. Big shout out to Mrs. Mrs. Stevie Richards, man, uh, as uh, caring as she is beautiful. And I'm glad to see you guys had a great weekend out in the sun and having a good time and uh, living life. That looked like a fun time. We were out at the farmer's market gimmick there, man, for sure. Problem is that, like, I am so happy and so anything, but I have such a South Philly deadpan face all the time. (laughs) Everybody thinks I'm miserable. Like, even if we did videos together and it's on her channel, so we're going out. She's like, "Why? People are going to think you look miserable." I go, "I'm not. It's just when I smile, it's not." It's, <laughs> it's, it's funny you said that because I had uh, Terminator Genesis on in the on the other screen uh, yesterday doing work where he smiles. <laughs> it's way over. Dog. I should do that in the next video. That would be so. Great. Confirm Steve Richards is a T1000. Uh, <laughs> I almost melted. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we're going to go SmackDown Live, though, backing it up before the biggest party of the summer where we're born to be wild. Oh, wow. uh, it's all Yeah, it's all about the money. Bend over, kiss my ass, pal. <laughs> I cheat, I steal, pal. <laughs> we can do them all. We can do them all. And the remix here in the Roadcaster Pro today. You hey, you're a you're a big uh, like graphics guy or graphic design guy. I thought what, you were gonna what say. Do you, what do you think about the iMovie font for SummerSlam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude they want to, to the fonts.com and grab <laughs> brought to you what, by ms paint and let's see which i mean it's smart let's see what music licenses are 40 plus yeah. years old and totally <laughs> like super free somebody probably went oh did you hear tony khan's paying for all the real music they're using real music oh we'll, we'll use it too and then they saw the price and go all right what's 40 years old <laughs> The eighteen to f- the the uh, the forty nine to seventy nine demographics gonna love this one, pal. Get me doo wop entrance music. <laughs> See if Otis Redding's available. We're gonna have him out here. Uh, we kick off SmackDown, and we're going back in time with LA Knight versus Sheamus. Um, yeah, like. People were pumped uh, about this. I'm like, wow, these guys are going to pull the Bret Hart. Usually Bret would go over on somebody, you know, mid-card, but in a, an opponent in a tune-up match right before a pay-per-view. But here's two top stars. And all of a sudden, here comes all the guys in the Battle Royal to do a run-in. But they don't run in. They just hang out around the goddamn ring. And nobody gets thrown out, so they're lumberjacks or anything like that. Yeah. They're just standing there. And then, unfortunately, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, and they worked it and worked me, there's a big botch where they're supposed to do a superplex off the top rope, 
And I don't know if it's just the moisture in the air from summer heat or whatever it is, but we get slippery and both guys take a tumble and everybody's on the outside. Like, all right, we got to cover this. And there was supposed to be something or a minute or two, I'm sure before they went into their spot, but the guys on the outside start brawling after standing there for five minutes with their dicks in their hands. And then it all kind of breaks down. Um, why club miss? They didn't continue to fight in about a role. They, they, literally did a restart of i would have just had him come out brawling and said we got to start the battle royal now yeah, yeah, that'd been fine with me or throw this match out and see tomorrow night who's gonna win but the whole thing should have broken down into a melee right and then i said i put why club the miz when your opponent is in the ring so we 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 get like heat on this guy who's a more overheater than my opponent so i'm gonna hit him and i don't really have a storyline instead of getting the finish but uh, I don't even remember. Did this end with L.A. Knight going over? L.A. Knight got, won. Yeah. Yeah, was, and when you said about the slippery ropes, um, I talked a little bit about that on one of the YouTube videos. But when he was going up to give him the, the kryptonite crunch off the second, I'm just like, mm-hmm. why is it? Like, because he's got him, but it doesn't matter how strong he is. If he slips or on the jump, his toes come down. Yeah. Everybody, And it's still a hard move to take because he's – He's just coming down in a place where if he slides up, he's going to hit the back of his head. If you're not wrapped around and hooked under him either, then you, if you're not seriously there in the backpack scenario, it, it can get real falling, bad. You don't know even know where you're falling. Right. You're throwing yourself backwards. It's just, it's not smart, man. And, the, and Seamus has spinal stenosis, so he lands on his lower back or his tailbone. That's not going to help. Right. And trust me, Seamus, you don't, you know, it's a long drive from uh, Tampa to the, to the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to end up in the spot I was in, please. Yeah. Yeah. And I just read, uh, I'm not sure if you at the end of the Monday locker room that he's frustrated out of his momentum from Clash at the Castle and withdrew. And, you know, I'm mean, like, there's not much left for Seamus to sink his teeth into. He's been, he's the leader of a crew. He's had the belts. He's had the tag belts. You need a blood feud. That's about, the best we can come up with and him and drew back and forth with the drinking buddies thing. But if you lose that momentum and get cooled off, then you're back to, you know, do not pass go, you know, you're, you're right back there again. Well, once again, this is, this is the infrastructure of pro wrestling on TV in general is somebody has to, like he was on top. Once he reached up there and he won the world title and he did everything. It's not like, you're instantly over. Now we can 50-50 book you for the next 10 years. Hey, hey, look over here, the New Day. Wrestle them for a year straight every single week. And that's that's what happens is Cesaro got over, and we're going to talk about the Battle Royal because I see similarities with Cesaro and LA Knight that I hope don't mm. come true. Mm. But once you achieve, it's like in foot, and I hate to say that, I know this is a wrestling show, but when you look at entertainment, Entertainment can kind of be like wrestling because once you reach the pinnacle, everybody just wants to knock you down. But in football, when you achieve, win a Super Bowl and do whatever, now the bar has been raised for you. And if you don't achieve Super Bowl or playoff status, you're a failure. That's what it should be. So at least Sheamus should have always been a contender for what we call the playoffs in football, or he should have always been first and second place in his division. That's where wrestling. Yeah. I, do you see what I'm saying? It's Absolutely. like he's over now. Time to destroy him, and now we have a new toy to push. Right. And they think everybody's stacked this high, when in essence, it's only one guy here and everybody down here right now. And what is the crew that it would cost Sheamus so he could spin out into something and keep the other guy going to do business? So everybody, everybody needs an it or a business that makes it make sense. Instead. They've just got top properties that they have doing business for guys and good matches, but there's nothing for them to go forward with. Like, and you're just restarting again. Top of my head. Top of my head. Finley becomes his manager and makes him tough again and says, you're just, this is all bullshit. Sure. Sure. You don't like the fight. You know, you don't like he, he, this is fighting. He fucking blast him a few times. Well, you got Finley, you mix Finley in, and then it's Finley versus MVP, right? And it's Hurt Business 3.0 versus brawling brutes and you get uh you know even if you want women involved with it you could put the irish last kicker in there 
dude, don't do that to MVP. <laughs> I mean, they, they'll be running from Finley and going to the other guys. <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, I'm just saying we need a, a veteran, you know what I mean, uh, to be the manager, what have you. Yeah. Um, I put shit. And then we backstage, we get all those guys who were in the brawl arguing, and Adam Pierce goes, fuck it, let's do a shitty eight, and let's make the match for right now. We didn't have anything planned. Uh, and why not hopefully get some of you guys injured going into the battle royal? I think that'd be a great idea. What was the building they were in? Because I liked when they were doing the, the same building, especially overseas, the night before. The I think they, were they at Ford Field on, on SmackDown like or no? Because the, the shots of Ford Field at the pay-per-view were crazy. Yeah, they yeah. Were, they were shooting everything. And then the attendance was 59,194. And I'm like, dude, Tony Khan, Collision, Dynamite, whatever shows every single week. What do you call it? The J-Hook? Yeah, they. I think they were sending the message to be like, "This we draw houses here." Yeah, they, and they may be doing it because they may know that. And this is hypothetical that uh, Wembley isn't isn't gonna that the tickets are only bought by StubHub and not by people, and they may have the J hook, so that's why they did it if they have that inside info. Because they even referenced great intercontinental title wins, and they said. Uh, Somebody, somebody at this arena. Then they said Bulldog, Bret Hart, and they didn't say Wembley. Like you could feel it. You could feel it was left out. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a definite uh, intentional thing. But yeah. I have to say, when I watched the highlights and different matches and stuff from uh, SummerSlam, I was like, you got Logan Paul. You got everybody, like you said, thirty-one flavors. This is the time right now. I don't understand. They should have been. Uh, hitting all cylinders, no pun intended on the Detroit thing, mm-hmm. hitting all cylinders after WrestleMania. They had a, such a lull. Now this feels more like WrestleMania season than WrestleMania did. That's the biggest party of the summer, pal. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Happy birthday, <laughs> happy birthday Vince. You're welcome. Uh, let's see here. Uh, then we get the four-minute match flow recap of uh, – That was such a Vince thing that you just did, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. I wish Vince a happy birthday – he didn't say thank you. He said, you're welcome to me. Like, I'm thanking him for <laughs> allowing me to say happy. That's, dude, that's the most on-point Vince's man. That was on brand. That was on brand. Match flow, four-minute Cody recap. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, uh, go through it all. And it's that I hurt myself today. But we couldn't get that song. So we got a song that was very similar to that because that would have cost way too much money for uh, us to buy. Uh, So a very slow Cody recap. And then um, we get Street Profits on a run-in. And they who did they F up uh, at the end? Brawling Brutes and Brawling Brutes, yeah. Who are the other two? Um, Uh, Two teams in there. Well, this was quite a moment. It wasn't. All I can think of was LWO. Uh, it was Santos. No, no, it wasn't them. Um, yeah, regardless. Uh, they're just like day traders now. That's what we do. We trade stocks during the day. I've got a Robin Hood account. And now you're going to take the cool guys who are basketball, fucking hip-hop and all that and put them in an IRS tie and have them come down and, and hit people with impact finishers. Is this the best way to get it because then <laughs> they come out and, and people want to pop for them but they're no selling it and then Bobby Lashley comes out and it's supposed to be the big he's with the heels and people are chanting Bobby Bobby so everything we're trying to do here is blowing up in our faces and the crowd's going no we like cool jacked athletic black guys <laughs> not fuck yeah. these guys dude none of none of this is heel whatsoever and I'm just like well there goes that plan, right? Like, how are you going to spoon feed anybody this shit? Because all these guys are over as fuck, and they're all too good in the ring. Yeah, maybe they should have had SummerSlam at, like, Dothan, Alabama or somewhere. That would have <laughs> probably worked out a little better. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So. Hey, what about Bobby Lashley? I, I did, I'm not making fun of him. It just reminded me of, like, when I was a young kid in grade school, and we dress up for Easter, and that was the suit I wore. <laughs> Dude, I had one similar to that from JW. Yeah, I think <laughs> the top the day, too underneath, right? It's hot. Strong. 
strong style. I got to find a picture of mine. I, I'm going to have to dig deep for that fucking. I think story. I got one too. It's split of Lashley, you and me. Lashley's <laughs> 48, and we were I 14. Think, <laughs> I think with the with the Bobby Ashley lawsuit, this is how you and I get into the hurt business, Stevie. Hmm. We can call it the hurting business. <laughs> well, it's affirmative. It's affirmative action in reverse. As I long as we all got the suits, every man is the same. Dude, I can't even believe. Like you had MVP come out on SummerSlam, so he's around. You have Cedric and Shelton just doing video game conventions and other things, but they're around. You literally just shit on all three of those guys by creating another hurt business, one that everybody wants the original one. And and you know, I'm sure they're probably going to turn EST heel and put her in there as well. Yeah, but they're in the worst. Cedric and Shelton are in the worst spot because they're going to push those guys to the moon, and those are going to be the first guys they probably beat. Now close your eyes and imagine you're Apollo Cruz, Xavier Woods, or Kofi Kingston. <laughs> and Vince goes, "We already got." Nine of them, <laughs> right? Well, he was, but they are probably making four to 20 times more than I was in the same exact spot. So who's stupid and who's not? Yeah, I feel, but I feel bad for them because that was the thing that, that finally pulled Shelton and Cedric out of what they're doing now. Right. And now to look and say, it made them stop dressing up like uh, the janitor in the back of a sketch, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get me Underground Railroad. All they got to do now, they, all they got left is forklift driving. That's all they got left. <laughs> Once they complete their OSHA fucking course, yeah. they can get back in. Uh, Paul Heyman cuts a promo on uh, Ula Fala. <laughs> Paul Heyman talking fucking Samoan could be the worst and best thing of all time. Uh, here we get the pepper necklace explanation. Out of nowhere, night before SummerSlam, I guess we better explain this thing we've been staring at for the last fucking two months. Do you Excuse think? Me. Do you think that? Uh, <laughs> I bet you Vince was in Gorilla or on Zoom. I, I wonder if they walk around with a laptop, what in Zoom, and he's what they walk through the hallways, and everybody still has to say hello to Vince and everything, <laughs> like he's not there. But he oh, yeah. may have said, "What the? What? What's about? What's this necklace about?" <laughs> like, oh, we got to explain. What the hell is this? And how long till they take the the secret symbolism and start cranking them out for WWEshop.com where you can be a tribal chief? No, you stop it. The symbolism is obvious. That's what symbolism is. It's obvious symbolism. Uh, But then Jay comes out to explain tribal combat, which didn't seem much different than any other match I've ever seen. We didn't have anything uh, in the match that was – uh, you know, tribal esque. You know, no spear on a pole or anything like that. So, uh, no well, that's proof that Ruthler's not consulting right there, right? That is, that is. Uh, so another thing that we've just come up with tribal combat and doesn't mean shit really, and which means no DQ. It didn't even mean falls count anywhere. Yeah, I'm all up. To, I've been on a roll with bad predictions. I think my prediction is. LA Knight will be like Cesaro if they have their way. And number two, what was I, what did I say? Like, what's going to happen by Rumble? Uh, oh, LA Knight will be gone by Rumble. Not gone, but not be pushed by Rumble. Marginalized. For some reason, because these are Samoans and they live near the water, Vince is going to want a shark cage match. I don't know why, but. Don't use the cage from AEW, though, because you can just walk right through it. <laughs> I was going to say uh, the, in the Hami Media Discussion Group uh, group that uh, the real challenge should have been each man gets a hatchet and uh, has to make his own dugout canoe using hot coals, and the first one across the Amazon and back wins the uh, pepper necklace regatta. I thought that would have been a fair. Now, now explain this to me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they may do that Survivor Series. <laughs> but Stories yet to be told. Explain, well, for everybody. <laughs> just like Joe Biden, Jory's story's just getting started with that guy. Jory's still out, yeah. Jory, yeah, the Jory. <laughs> um, but explain this to me, because I was, my other terrible prediction was, they haven't mentioned the world title one time, or the universal, or whatever they call it. They've talked about being the tribal chief, and I was like, 
is Jay going to go over, but it's not for the title and he gets the pepper necklace and, but he didn't want the title. Like this was, I think they were ambiguous right. on purpose just because they didn't know what finish they were going to have for a little bit. And didn't even define that it was for the title. It was for tribal combat, which is non, has nothing to do with the WWE I mean, title. They non-sanctioned, non-sanctioned, non-title. They just let, once again, look at the explanation of Rumble. <laughs> they they did. They said all that, but it was right as uh, the ref had Shayna Baszler and fucking Ronda Rousey like this. This is UFC fight now, and it's non-sanctioned, and, Go, let's ring the bell. Like, no build up for the weeks beforehand. No cage that comes down to put them in a fucking octagon. No nothing like that, bro. And then they work shoot style while UFC is going on. But make sure you put a shit ton of eye makeup on, like every UFC fighter always does. That was my one mistake. I that, that was that was the thing that put me <laughs> over. That was my. One by mistake. the way, I've seen I've seen those kicks, like how they opened up with their cute flash knockout thing. Yeah. You're not going to, unless you kick her head off, you're not going to compare to UFC. It no. looked like a phony, just put your, put your foot right up here and I'll fall out of the ring. Now roll. Yeah. Or when she had her down, she gets up and works the horseshoe, chastising the crowd like every UFC fighter does when he's got somebody down. I have to seven or eight times during the Paul <laughs> Nate Diaz fight. Come on, oh, come on, he's well, I'll tell you what, there, are, there is something like that going on in UFC right now. This guy, who was the underdog, uh, was beating the shit out of the dude, and it was like eight seconds left in the third round. He had him on the ground, referee position, had his leg grapevine, and he's fucking pounding on him. He turned back at the camera, was like, come the fuck on to the crowd. Hit him, hit him, come on. So he was like stunting on the guy while he's fucking doing yeah. it. And then somebody else did that. So they're mixing in some WWE bullshit and, and taking their eye off the prize. And I'm excited for the first guy who does that shit, thinking this is going to get me over. And he looks back and eats one right in the fucking face. And it costs him the match, bro. Because it's going to happen. There's no way it can. I predict this will happen at the boxing match at WrestleMania 40 that you'll have with whoever. I hope so. Might be me and you. Who knows? Hey, we're going to be training. Um, Cockbetting.com. He's bringing out all that. uh, Jay says he's bringing all that tomorrow. Oh, okay, good. We'll bring it tomorrow. And uh, then Jay kicks Solo in the face. So, I mean, this is going into pay-per-view. We need a little bit of heat here to tell the story. No problem. Uh, Then we get Theory uh, Interim. I don't know what that says. Uh, Theory versus Grimes. Uh, oh, theory intro. Uh, then San Escobar uh, came out. Uh, Santos for a distraction uh, for the falsy. I like that. Uh, but I thought theory selling in this was some of the best selling I'd seen from theory in, in this match. Uh, thought it was pretty damn good right here. But why is a baby face coming out to distract a heel to let the other baby face take liberties with the heel? That's a great point. That's a great point. And theory should be having heat while he goes in instead theory goes over here uh so and this was the least told story on SummerSlam. so yeah and cameron grimes i think this is his first match back since the whole corbin thing right i think so i think so that's another thing he just disappears doesn't feel like working comes back whenever he wants to that's that's the way it's presented to a casual fan and it's Mm -hmm. not they, they got it they got to clear the deck on everything and start over from scratch with not with the characters but with the storylines this is just it's too many holes yeah i think uh, we laid it out him and elon musk is a necessary dogs of war perimeter check uh then we get insidious oscar and she's on a pre-tape on the heavy bag so uh she's beating the shit out of it and uh, nobody's ready for oscar we get some great japanese crossover man Something's going down. Um, with, with that, though, once again, just like with the UFC stuff, you can hit the bag as hard as you want, and then you're going to come in and throw work punches and kicks, and everybody's right. no. Right. Um, and big reaction at the end of their SummerSlam match. Uh, I laid out what I thought should have happened with EO Sky. So, guys, check that out in the Monday locker room. Uh, I just thought that we had a lukewarm heel. We got rid of the dissension storyline, and now we have a lukewarm baby face when there was way better opportunity for Bailey to turn on EO 
and um, then get the title herself. And then it's EO versus Bailey for the title. EO going over on EST did not make the baby that we needed to. And it makes yeah, EST look poor girl good. again. This poor girl, Bianca Belair. Maybe, maybe that loss and that thing will turn her heel. Because if she doesn't turn heel after this and go with the group, she, she's been dead in the water. All they've been doing is just watering her down, watering her down. I would have probably liked another twist with the girl not winning the belt with the briefcase, but she cashes it in. It starts, and then Bailey hits her with the finish and throws the other person on top. And here's, then- what, here's what I laid out on Monday for Monday Locker Room. They go to cash in. She hits her with something, cashes in, goes up. Bailey pushes her off. EST feeds up, beats EO Sky. So now her money in the bank shit is burned. Bailey's number one contender. Next week, we have something where she, or two weeks where she gets the shot at the title. In comes EO Sky to fuck over Bailey, how she did. Bailey sidesteps. EO Sky hits EST. Bailey capitalizes and wins. So EO actually, even while she's trying to get revenge, the heel goes over, outsmarts him. Then we get the real match of EO versus Bailey for the title, and EO beats her straight up. Because if you want to make a baby face doing a run-in, cash-in, picking the bones is not the way to do that. So they they fucked that. They left all that and all that dissension and, and jealousy story on the table by having EO go over the way they did uh, on the pay-per-view. Yeah, and it's weird to see heels hugging after the victory and and being so emotional in a positive way instead yep. of laughing at everyone. And yep. it's it's just so like it's. Moment. It should have been EO shocked that Bailey fucked her over out of her title and that oh, her money in the bank ch- chance is gone. But dude, they just like that. That's for them. That's not for the people buying tickets, watching the TV. That's their moment. Like that, yeah. Now they can, and then they're going to do other interviews and talk about how grateful they are and blessed. And God, I'm all for that, but not when you're a heel. If I was to write the censor still, you wouldn't be seeing any of the road to recovery or anything positive at all. You'd just oh. be seeing me trying to tell people what to do all the time. Well, if you were today's wrestler, you'd be on Twitter talking about your depression and months and months after your loss and not being on TV. Yeah. But what I would do is, yeah, I would be depressed. The fact I can't get the good word out and I'm depressed because millions of people need to hear me. Do you see how I just twisted it around now? You're fucking magnanimous motherfucker. I magnanimous. That's a Vince word. I like that. Magnanimous. Get me magnanimous manna. I like that. (laughs) But that's all you got to do. You can take the same thing and just twist it Dude, everything we come up with takes less than an hour. I don't know what these people do. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either, bro. I don't. Um, let's see here. Then we went to uh, uh, Grayson Waller with. Uh, the girls were fighting again, right? Some damage control. Yeah. So fucking uh, sorry. I got to give us one here. Oh, just- we are in control now. Ding dong. Hello? And then uh, Shotzi comes out, uh, like, uh, but it's a rib that Grayson Waller plays on uh, Ding Dong just to get her to sell that by playing her music. But then Shotzi really does come out and uh, tries to shave her, uh, you know, so gives chase with the razor and Shotzi's running around all crazy. I like the the shaved head crazy look that she has now. And, uh, you know, sure, she was committing to the bit, but this just seemed a little uh, JoJo, as uh, <clears throat> Conan would say. And then we cut back to the tank, and Zelina Vega's in the tank. She was just down on all fours, hiding the whole time to not pull focus from Shotzi. We couldn't have had them both coming down, waving a chonkla with her hand on her shoulder. It was, surprise, I'm in the toy tank, too. And it was very stupid. It was very stupid. I wonder if she's going to hit them with the tank now instead of the sandal. Why is nobody shooting the tank? This tank has fought many wars in Ukraine. Uh, the people of Ukraine are back to partying in the streets and hanging out by the pool, having cocktails. And it's all because of Shotzi in this tank. And for, to not give the tank its true due here, uh, I just want to see people get blasted 200 feet per second with a T-shirt. Why are we not shooting T-shirts? Well, I've been here. I got to the balls from Stacey Keebler. Let's hear about that experience. That's something that people want to hear about. I wasn't wearing a coat, by the way. Forgot it. 
because they called me. I lived in Connecticut and I had to go down and I wasn't booked, but they told me to drive down. So I was in street clothes and a hoodie and pants and it, it hurt every bit of what, yeah, 200 miles a second or 200 feet. It felt like 200 miles a second. It was it's yeah, about 200 feet. Hey, there's a video. What's it feel like to get shot in the balls with a t-shirt on? That's on the YouTube that's channel. Going, that is going right that's, that one down right and, there. That's the magic. And it doesn't matter what it is. That, dude, if you put shot in the balls, like it's, <laughs> there's a hundred thousand views right there. No, I'm, wrestling I'm, doing, it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Dude, that's what made fucking America's Funniest Home Videos is people taking in the nuts over and over again. Fucking A. Uh, um, what I was going to say, the um, yeah, the tank, a little known fact people won't know about is that the tank manufacturer, Hunter Biden, was a consultant for at least three years, and he got paid a million dollars a month, and that's the tank that we ended up coming up with. And uh, he probably also, you know, Vince thinks the EOS guy is also Chinese and needs money kickback like Joe had on that one, too. But Turns out she was Japanese the whole time. <laughs> Japanese. You have to, you have to too. Just one last note about uh, Eo Sky. Mm-hmm. I've said this about other talents, and I think it really did hurt Oscar to an extent and made her a comedy act. If you can't communicate emotion nor put words together, at least for the English speaking crowd that have not only the flow. But the inflection, the emotion, the levels—you love them because they're they're silly. They're a parody. Yeah, they're ridiculous stereotypes that are completely tone deaf to anything that should be in good taste. And we keep doing it, and that makes me laugh of how ridiculous they are. Thinking that's fine that this is a Looney Tunes cartoon. I got no problem with it. But, but uh, they can't talk people into the building. They they just can't. I don't know. That would sell my ticket if you're. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no you're i absolutely get what you're saying i'm a sick fuck uh est pre-tape uh this kind of not got me hot like they're doing the baby face stuff with her and they're showing they're, they're you know they're actually putting time into production building the story and all that but we keep seeing her uh as a seamstress and that she makes uh all of the clothing uh that was really great and over for her costumes, as well as uh, the street profits. I'm saying to myself, just you and I as businessmen and what we really want for our brothers and sisters in this business of while they're not, yeah, just in the time getting that spotlight and building their brand, what are they doing for after wrestling, for making their career, for using wrestling to establish them and, and get that over? I'm going, where is this young lady's complete fashion line? She mm. should be in Target. She should be fucking doing stuff for young girls uh, that are like cheerleading or uh, step team, marching band, whatever you're into. Like she should have her own line that way as well. And promoting, uh, you know, women em- empowerment, if that's what her thing is, or the fact of being the first, you know, uh, <laughs> I want to say uh, Black Martha Stewart because that'd be Oprah Winfrey, but you don't really want to be Oprah Winfrey right now. That's for mm. fucking sure. Uh, you know, of her own, where is her uh outside uh business line that is really f- more fundamental than what she's making of wrestling and using wrestling to that audience to get it over and sell it you know uh she's already doing a lot of the stuff that she did with the little divas of compton or whatever and, and empowering them and having them come out with her like all that stuff is right there and we're not doing it but we're showing it on wwe tv and we need to take that to the next level big time sis you put it perfectly because everybody talks about how the people of today in this era are not stars and they need to step up and they need to do this and they need to do that. Well, the machine needs to get up off their ass and do these things to make everybody, including themselves, money. That's what it is. I don't know what it's like now, but when I was there and this started to kind of trail off and, and diminish, you saw the famous thing of Beyond the Mat where they have – people drawing sketches of the Undertaker's gim or potential people. Even when Stone yeah. Cold, they were talking about Ice and McFreeze or whatever they're going to make them. They put an entire pitch or presentation together and put it up on the wall like a storyboard. I don't believe they do that now. I think they're on no, cruise no. control for the past 10, 15 years, and this is what we get. As a matter of fact, they're probably asking these talents more than ever. 
give us ideas. And they're looking at him like, you went to college for writing. Yeah. And you're telling me to write. Get yeah. out of here. If anything, they should, they do it in under WWE brand and it would come off stupid and comedic. But really, I would take Mansoor, Masse, Otis, EST, Seth Rollins, uh, and, a, and a variety of other uh, sexy girls on your roster, even the ones from NXT. And I would have her there doing things for Fashion Week, not as a rib. She would spend an entire year creating her own fashion line, and then you use WWE stars during Fashion Week to to get that crossover in Paris, in, in all that, and you make her a viable brand that way. Right alongside Ralph Lauren, Christian Dior, every other fucking person that's doing what a Louis Vuitton, all that. And now you got to have the $300 to $3,000 to $30,000 fucking handbag made by EST, the only a hundred limited edition ones, you know, and uh, each bag is fucking the handles made from her hair braid or whatever the fuck that she had, you know, like uh, original shit. Yeah, but like how, are you gonna, how are you going to get your rocks off by fucking with people if you do that? Well, the CQAs will be in full effect over there. Can't say that anymore, especially when we're still live streaming. Well, I said NDAs. What are you talking about? Live CQA. CQA. <laughs> uh, so the, just to see that in that little pre-tape, not set me off, but I'm going, sis, that's where your empire is, not fucking door knocker earrings, whip your fucking hair braid around and slap your ass. Like use your talents and really make yourself off of that. Use, use them. Yeah. She's too yeah. good at wrestling. Yep. Um, and solo versus Jay for our, our final main event as we lead into uh tribal combat again, kind of a Bret Hart tune up, but not against a mid card guy against uh, your brother. And uh, I just felt like the stakes we're really high here and we didn't make them that if it's brother versus brother heading into tribal combat. And this is the barrier between the two. I don't know. It, it just didn't have the the teeth uh, to go home here. And you know, Jay's going over uh, with the big splash. So that alone on WWE booking, it's heels up at the pay-per-view in the homie media discussion group. Like I said, they asked like, what do you see for the finish? I go, Jimmy returns heels on Jay heels up <laughs> and that's exactly what it was so pretty predictable and the story is still unfolding or we'll do this until we don't want to do it anymore that really limits like where we're going to go in the continuation of so i mean uh ray charles and stevie wonder probably could have called that finish you know yeah this was something i mean i don't know what else they could have done i mean it's one of those things where it's predictable but you still have to have twists and turns i'll say this too Here's their booking style. I, this is a prime example of this SmackDown match. Solo was the undefeated bulldozer. He was like like you know, Umaga type character yeah, sure. running through everybody. But now he he's done more jobs than anybody in the group, and he does a job the day before. But there's mm -hmm. no so Sorry. Roman is okay with Roman's okay with Solo doing jobs right now, not saying, hey, you got to step it up. But there was an angle not too long ago where he was telling the Usos, mm. stop losing. You're making me look bad. We got to have some uniformity here. Or how about this? You don't sacrifice a guy like Solo the night before the pay-per-view. It's like your enforcer has been beat. So what is what is he going to do now? Let me put this over to you. You just sparked this in my mind as soon as you said Umaga. Instead of Jimmy, what if it was Armando Estrada that rolls out from under the ring and costs him? You know, like that's one part of this story. No one's reference is the Umaga stuff. And if you're talking Umaga, it's Armando Alejandro Estrada. He's got the ties of the Samoan family, even though he's, uh, you know, playing a Cuban, you know, uh, bad guy. Uh what do you think about figuring him in some way? If we got to take twists and turns, that's one turn we haven't even started with yet. And maybe that's Heyman as the wise man, uh, having somebody to take a bullet or distraction that way. Yeah. But I don't know if, um, first, I don't know if he would do it. I'm not sure. He probably still, I think he still has his business out there hmm. where he would get some exposure, but I don't know if he looks the same or any of that stuff to be on TV where people would remember him. Hmm. It would be good it would be a good distraction to buy yourself time to the next pay-per-view. But I still think I stand by the, I think 
man, LA Knight win the money in the bank. Jay go over, LA Knight come out, beat Jay. Nobody gets hurt. You saw the angle there. LA Knight goes off and does his thing. Sure. That that would have been just, a, in my opinion, a way to go. Maybe even, you know, Jay wins, Damian Priest comes in and beats Jay. Now, now mm-hmm. the Usos themselves have somebody to work with, with Judgment Day. Roman can now try to do whatever, do a reset on that. Yeah. Not sure. Maybe he goes through and it's Roman third versus Seth, Roman versus Cody to be a number one contender and back in the title picture. That's that's the way I see that going down. No, I think that's all good business too. I was just trying to think what other catalyst that wouldn't be like, didn't see that coming, you know, could well, be. Often, often Sika, um Naya. Naya. And, Tamina, uh, yeah, yeah, Tamina. Uh, Stephen I, A. Smith. Maybe. There's tons of people. I, I don't even know. All the ECW guys hit the ring and beat up Paul. I mean, oh, that that's that's strong that's t-shirt gun, 200 feet per second to the nuts. Yeah. By the way, I don't think, uh, yeah, well, that hurt. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be wrestling Jungle Boy anytime soon on AEW. So let's no, you know, they, you know, they got it. Right, man. Somebody can convince Tony that I have been backstage for a few episodes. <laughs> Send me that. I think that's the way to go. I think that's the way to go. <laughs> or just show up and be like, yeah, I got the call. I'm here. What do you guys need me to do in the ECW thing? Yeah. Just all right. Go to Jacksonville. Hey, I remember sort of Tony Connie was talking about. Yeah, I got a contract waiting for me or something. Yeah, I just feel like Jerry called me. Uh, I'm not sure what you guys wanted to do, but I can't really wrestle, but I'll be happy to be a ringside if you, that's where you want me for. Yeah, I get paid more not to wrestle, by the way. It's, it's trust me. <laughs> Go with that. Yeah, dude. I, I, I believe I think that'd be an awesome rib if you do just walked in to pull that off, dude. I, I think there's a 90% chance that they oh, would act dude, like, oh, we talked about a miscommunication because yeah. you know they talked about – I'm sure your name's kicked in too. No, Bull, Bully Ray, and Tommy, da da da. Yeah, and in some in some side fucking conversation that he forgot that, you, and you just think that and put it over, and they're like, "Yeah, you guys." Uh, they said, "Come on down." So I'm here. Hundred percent. My name never came up. My name will never. That makes come it up. even better. That makes it even better. You know, that's rib. I'm not saying like, but I'm saying they will not. It will not happen. Don't worry about that. I'm, I'm perfectly fine looking at that smart board and drawing things. Yeah, I want the Shaw, Balls Mahoney. Who else can we get? Mike Awesome. Let's get those three out here. Uh, Saudis want them. <laughs> yeah, Saudis want them all. Uh, I'm sur- I, I'll, I'll be interested to see if they do bring in Joey Styles for that because that seems like you got to have it, right? Hey, Joey might not want to do it. He's perfectly happy. I spoke to him. I mean, the, the spine infection did a lot of good stuff, but – one of the really good things was we reconnected and talk good. and text back and forth. I don't think, I mean, unless it's immense payoff pays for family vacation or whatever, it'll be, be, that'd be the only reason. I think it'd be great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it was a big weekend fight sports wise UFC, the Paul brothers and SummerSlam and Steppenwolf and, the goddamn Cleveland Guardians and White Sox. Everybody's throwing down as they can't handle alien disclosure or whatever lies we've been told lately and everything falling down around us because it's the summer of love here at HMG, man. But uh, we made it, Jeff. 58 minutes uh, we're on time, and I cannot wait. I think the biggest news coming out of this SmackDown Live review is uh, T-shirt gun to the nuts review video coming to Stevie Richards' uh, wrestling analysis channel. That is going to be phenomenal. Oh, I got to do it. Got to do it. I think it's going to surpass. The thumbtacks are almost up to 200,000 views. I think that will be something. Yeah. That, yeah. Have, we, have we crossed the 20,000 threshold yet? Oh, we're actually uh, past the 21,000. Oh, uh, let me great. check right now. Great. We are at 21,336. So we're gaining Beautiful. here and there. It slowed down a little bit, but I'm still happy with the steady growth. And the reception has been very, very positive. I'm very happy. People on Patreon are very happy with the exclusive content, full match analysis. Also, that Cody Brock thing, it's weird. Here's the thing, and I might even, not that I'm going to reach out to WWE, we tried that earlier this year. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I put it up as like a YouTube video, then a YouTube short, and it got instantly copyright claimed uh, mm-hmm. on that, which is weird because zoomed in, no real audio or anything where I was talking about the Cody Brock handshake idea so i put that up on patreon because it's still good it's a longer video but it just you know patreon is safer when it comes to delivering the content because 
Brad Armstrong video, copyright claim. The Grayson Waller and Edge match, copyright claim. But then other WWE. Meanwhile, people in the videos and from behind the scenes are all reaching out saying awesome stuff. But sorry, we got to flag your shit. (laughs) But then then I do the WWE thing on um, LA Night, which is the second most popular video about the 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 elbow and the BFT. No, no copyright claim. How about how about this? I mean, uh, uh, not to go off here, but what you just said struck me because we got LA Knight and the whatever Nash, uh, you know, saying he's the rock or what have you. And he's using rock and Austin stuff and flair stuff. We get it now. Yeah, it's over. But in the Logan Paul ricochet match, ricochet goes in to do the people's moon star people's shooting star press where he kicks the arm in, goes off the rope, comes back and then does it. I'm just going, hmm, like, if you're trying to make one guy the rock, is that some weird F you of, like, I'll do his shit, too, and you're not going to get it over. I'll get it over, too. So it's like stealing from the guy who's stealing <laughs> the Inception, thinking it's going to be there. Because you can't really go, hey, bro, the rock, me stealing the rock shit is my shit. Don't steal my shit. Stealing the rock shit. Yeah. But <laughs> who gets more over, though? LA Knight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Ricochet, I don't think will ever, outside of being an impressive athlete, I don't think there's, they've tried. I mean, but he's got a yeah. spot as a special attraction. So yeah. he should always have a job. But then again, I, I got to give him credit too. And I don't want to go, we went over the one hour. Sorry, Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. He He's trying. It's just the machine creates some kind of disconnect with that because his body's not going to be able to do that forever. No. I want him to get over his character so he can be memorable and when he's at a convention 20 years from now, he's still making money. Yeah, because there really hasn't been one moment where you're like, that was my favorite storyline with you. Except you the know? huge bump. Yeah, huge bump and, and Logan Paul shit. So, yeah, we definitely need to think of a way, or whether it's him working on his acting skills more or just what what do we really do with this guy to get him to connect and either get heat or have somebody get heat on him. I think I got it, just as a quick uh, please, thing. Please, please. I think Ricochet's thing is he needs to be more like a Tommy Dreamer character that's fighting from underneath. Then when he does the high risk, he almost kills himself before he pins the guy. And he needs to be underneath and sympathetic. What he's doing now is trying to be cool and and get digs in and and be a be a tough guy. Yeah. Who's his, who's his Raven then? And who's and who's his Terry Funk? Lashley. He goes without without Lashley. Put him in the hurt business. Yeah. Because you got the tag, you got the main guy that can't do jobs, then you got the guy who can bump around for everybody and do things. Yeah. Or ricochet yeah. in the hurt business. Yeah, I think that's that's the breakout for sure of the best path forward for him, uh, especially after this loss right here. And what does this loss mean for the id of his character going forward? And Lashley trying to not swoop in, but uh, really pick him up. But Lashley also sees his opportunity there, right? You, you know, the, to be that. My prediction, they're always negative predictions, is if Ricochet is even on Raw tonight, he's just going to have a match and make no mention about Logan Paul or anything. Right. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, if he is, <laughs> that's the whole thing. If he even is, you go from what some people are saying the, was a show stealer match, will they follow it up? You know, so. Uh, but great stuff here, you guys. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed SummerSlam, watched it with your bros and sisses and whoever else and then hung out and made your bets on fan duel or whatever you're using to try and bet on phony sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but definitely uh, subscribe guys. Keep an eye out to Stevie Richards wrestling analysis, join his Patreon as well uh, to get all the great inside stuff that way. And if you're a WWE superstar who doesn't want heat, join the Patreon. That way you don't have to worry about anybody seeing what you got going on. Your yeah, I might do a live show. stream. I might start do a live stream later this week. I'm going to try to make cool. time and make that a monthly thing too. I try to give him as much value because nothing's cheap anymore. So I want to make sure even three, $5 a month that you're getting an insane uh, value for that. I got to do that too. I'm trying to do it on HMG, but I'm behind on my Patreon. So thanks for all the super subscribers and thanks. everyone who's been cheering. I've just been uh cannabis out 115 hours a week. So hopefully signing the lease today. Uh, yeah. I'm the new spot. Thank you, man. Uh, 
big biz, big biz all around this week, uh, everywhere. So thank you guys for holding positive thoughts, supporting everything we got going on. Uh, but for me, this coming weekend, defending the tag team championships, the Sons of Allah, Blaze Haram, Ben Hameen, on pay-per-view, Premier TV, only $14.99. We're going to have Teddy Long in the house, Enzo Amore, Jorah Joel, Cheeseburger, Fandango, and is, of course, Hacker Hameen uh, putting the beating on all these infidels. So if you can't make it live to Utica, New York, at the new Nexus Center, should be a great new arena there. And, uh, you know, a lot of $14.99 on Premier TV for pay-per-view. Love to see you guys do that and uh, and hear your feedback on how everything went. So, uh, And I haven't been asked to direct the show because otherwise I'm going to charge them three grand to do it <laughs> with a week's notice. So I'm fine with just having my match, Daddy. Uh, what else, Stevie? What else we got going on? Anything, pal? Well, on the fitness side, um, I'm going to be adding a lot of content, and that includes – resistance band instruction and some full workouts. So I'm going to be putting those up on the fitness channel because I've been concentrating on the wrestling channel, but I still want to give the value for the fitness people and I want to serve others. So the reviews will still go up, but I want to give people, like I said, nothing's cheap right now. I want to be able to get my, my workout programs are still 10 bucks, kept them 10 bucks the whole time. So I'm hoping to convert some sales and help people get in the shape at the same time. Yeah, I definitely got to do some Stevie Richards yoga here this week. Make sure my back's ready to rock and roll for a triple threat tag match. Uh, I got to look up some past ones there and do some uh, footage to see what winners of the past have done in their triple threat tag matches. Should be interesting. So you guys make sure you give a subscription, lead the healthiest life you can, Stevie Richards Fitness. And uh, then on the other channel, you can watch his wrestle analysis while you're working out. You guys get the workouts down with the resistance bands. And uh, we're glad you guys are here with us on Russo brand. He is serving other people today, serving up some great creative. It's Big Stevie Cool. It's Hacker Hameen, the Stefan Wolfpack. You know we're born to be wild. And whatever comes our way. Yeah. Yeah.